But we know this year's Hanukkah is different. It's been 65 years since the deadliest day of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. 65 years. And all the studies show, by the way, if you get from, people get from point A to point B faster on a train than their car, they take the train. They take the train. On my watch, instead of Infrastructure Week, America's having Infrastructure Decade. Decade. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Trump just talks the talk. We walk the walk. And welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 160 here on a chilly Tuesday, December 12th. I'm your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm your stewardess, Mike McKenna. Tonight, the big party, the AEA Christmas party. Come one, come all. Join us here in the... AEA office slash studio. As my friends in Jerusalem like to say, how is tonight different from any other night? <laughs> so, Biden, it was an all Biden series of clips this yeah, week. Seriously. Could not be helped. It's not good. 65 years. It's 60. been 65 years since the worst tragedy since he, the Holocaust. I assume he meant 65 days. Did he mean 65 and days? All the studies show that trains. Are faster than cars as long as you're on a train. I, whatever. And a, what was the it's a, new number? A trillion, three hundred billion, <laughs> trillion billions. It's <laughs> not. It's infrastructure decade. <laughs> it's infrastructure decade. I, <laughs> golly, uh, he's under a lot of pressure. You got to give him a break. I, I right. you know, this is going to be the most interesting presidential campaign of our lives. That's all I'm going to say. Have you noticed, though, that Team Biden is now leaning into the higher estimates for the spend on the IRA? Of course they are. They're like, not, they said it was going to be $300 billion. It's actually more like closer to a trillion. Well, you know what drove that? They actually had survey data out at the, at the top of last week that showed that about 40% of the people had never heard at all about this thing, this IRA thing, at all. And another 40% like had no clue what it did. So- I think they figured, you know what, we're not selling Bidenomics anymore. Can't really sell that national security thing with what's going on. So we're going to sell what we sell. We spend a bunch of money. Good luck for you guys. Yes. Yeah, they're they're putting up skies. There's cranes everywhere. There's, there's shovels. There's digging and well, cranes. And- okay, so the interesting thing about that is <laughs> the CHIPS Act, which I think was passed, what, like 47 years ago? The CHIPS Act. 65. Literally, really, literally the CHIPS Act just got its first grant out the door for a chip maker here in the States. Oh, really? Literally last week. Oh, so you mean the efficiency <laughs> of government? <laughs> like, is this sort of like the $7.2 you know, billion for EV chargers? Yes, it's exactly analogous to it. You know, the funny thing is, it wasn't even announced by the White House. It, it was just a little press release they put out. If you didn't know about it, you wouldn't know about it. Because I'm sure they didn't want a bunch of stories about, what the hell's taking so long, man? It's been two years. Mm. What you guys been doing? I'm glad it's taking so long because it might mean even more that we can claw back if we ever get the White House Don't back. be ridiculous. We're Republicans. We're not going to do that. All right. Any announcements for you, sir? I have uh, one. I would like to thank our friend Mike R. for another epic lunch this afternoon. Yeah, I want to apologize for missing that. 
That's, as you're, that's partially my fault. No, it was unavoidable. It was just one of those things. It so, was just a just, El just a bad, just a we, just a bad conversation. We had a Mexican events. feast at El Presidente. It sounds delicious. It's very good. Very um, good atmosphere. Um, um, good company as always. Thanks, Mike. And welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. By the way, well. Let's see how it goes. Announcements for you, sir. Announcements. Uh, a couple of announcements. Three, four announcements. First off, I want to thank the Giants for beating the Packers. That's going to make my life significantly easier around here. I'm not going to have to listen to all those Wisconsin people. Yap. I want to thank the Bills. Um, <laughs> I want to thank the dude that was offside. I want to thank the Bills <laughs> for beating the Chiefs think. because anybody – I'm now – I like the Chiefs generally speaking, and I apologize to Ms. Caravelli in advance – I like the Chiefs, generally speaking, but I refuse to support a franchise that supports Taylor Swift. So I'm out with respect to the Chiefs. I, I didn't realize how much um, of a whiner Mahomes is. Oh I mean, the boy. guy. That was a lot. Of it was an epic play, but the guy was off. That was offsides. Clearly, clearly offsides. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but the guy was offsides. Um, I want to thank our good friend Brian Klippenstein for inviting us to the game, and I apologize again for the fact that we couldn't make it. Yeah, I really um, regret that. Too. Yeah, I really so do I. It was a mistake, but... given especially given the quality of the game. Yeah. We, next year. We're going to do it next year. We're going to do it, Brian. So ask us again. And then, um, lastly, I have we have a correction from last week. Uh, Bill Marson, uh, a a, um, a ridiculously focused listener, pointed out to me correctly that the nattering nabobs of negativism was in fact written by William Sapphire, not, not Pat Buchanan. Buchanan. Okay, correct. And as soon as he as soon as he sent it to me, I was like, Yeah, yes, that's right. Well, well there. I mean. I, Both pretty good speechwriters. So. Not really. Bill Sapphire is boring and tedious. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. I mean, like, you know, let, let any anybody the New York Times gives space to, that by <laughs> definition is not that good. Uh, with the three, I like the the you know the alliteration. You know the yeah three three words. You know that kind of thing. I, yeah, I guess I in this I, day and age, especially. Well, yeah, I mean, in in a world in which like you're unburdened by what you burdened well, by I previously, don't know. I, I think that place is going to get cleaned up because no cool, calm, and collected, and not angry progressive Brian Fallon is being resurrected <laughs> well, from the Obama administration gonna... to serve as. Vice President Harris's communications director. So he's gonna save he's gonna save Kamala. Let me just get my bet down right now. I'm gonna bet the under on that. He's okay. gonna save her and she's gonna come in. She's gonna be on like, like the Phoenix rising, and she's gonna swoop in when no. Biden pulls his LBJ and says he's not running again. That's what's as gonna the, happen. As the lightning as the lightning cuts across the sky from the east even under the west, I'm sure that's how she'll appear. But I I wouldn't take a bet on it. I'm going to bet the under, like I said. All right. Because be, right. betting the under seems to be the safe bet with these guys. We're on a time crunch here. We're so not we have, really. We have plenty of time. We have a lot time. to cover. We, we have, have plenty you know, of time. Guests coming any minute We're going to invite them into the studio. This day in history, in 1901, on this day, one of my people, on this day. Uh, in 1901. Yes. Italian... Uh, somebody Physicist invented the bank. The and bank of radio a, pioneer Enrico Fermi, Guglielmo Marconi. What's the difference? Succeeds in sending the first radio transmission across I'm the Atlantic Ocean. Bet you a hundred. Disproving detractors who told them that the curvature of the Earth would limit transmission to two hundred miles. I'm going to bet any amount of money you want that that G is silent. Uli Elmo? No, the second G. Oh, Giulielmo. 
Guglielmo. 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 Okay, Guglielmo. You're, you're correcting the Italian. I I'm appreciate just, it. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, you know, Gabagool. Guglielmo was kind of a joke between uh, my wife and I. That's the other so. thing, by the way. That's the other thing I should probably say. I should, I should uh, congratulate my niece for getting uh, engaged to uh, Captain uh, Gabagool. <laughs> so oh, you're Captain Vinny Gabagool. Oh, good, man, good for you. You're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> no. If she, if she listens. She listens. Everybody in my family right. listens. All 400 Transatlantic of radio signal in the beginning of the new age. I wouldn't have gotten that. In, on this day in 1913, which ironically was came up during lunch. The internal on revenue this day, service. In 1913, another Italian. This not such a good guy. This was the Italian job. Why did I don't what what are you talking about? Two years after it was stolen from the Louvre Museum in Paris, yeah, Leonardo da Vinci's masterpiece is recovered inside Italian waiter Vincenzo Perugia's hotel room in Florence. I'm sorry, which masterpiece? The 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 Michelangelo, the the the, the, the human, Mona Lisa, the human and the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. I never liked that painting. Uh. I find it's considered it, the most famous painting in the I'm world. I'm sure it's the most famous. It's just it's tedious. 2000. Taylor Swift is the most famous pop singer in the world, but yeah. 2000, 2000 uh, on this day December 12th. I've no idea. On this day. Come on, man. You know I don't do these okay, modern things. I well. lived this. This was living there was history for me. There was oh that stupid riot in um the 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 Brooks Brothers riot. It wasn't the day of the riot. It was the day the Supreme Court declared George W. Bush the winner of the two thousand election. I prefer to think of it as they declared that the election results were certified. Final. Yes, sir. were certified. Yes, because that, that, that's a, that's a formulation of the other side, right? That hey, they declared him president. Yes, that's not actually course. the way it happened. So yeah, so buddy. I'll do a quick story. On this, uh, and and during the Chad counting, yeah, uh, in Miami Dade, uh, the the rule was you had a Gore guy and a Bush person, and you had a, a one of the election people who was holding up the Chads, okay, <laughs> and you had these floating judges who were, by the way, mostly just like people who worked at the courthouse, of course, like janitors and of stuff course. who were the the judges, of course. And the goal was was to do the recount for each precinct and and match the number of, of votes for each person and match the number of votes, period. Okay? So I had a really big precinct. Yeah. It was like two hours worth of like staring, agreeing. It's a, you know, it's a gore, it's a bush, it's a, you yeah. know, a hanging chat or whatever. The count was off by like six. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay? So I rose my hand and objected. Gore, Bush had actually picked up votes yeah. in the precinct, but I objected because the count was off by sure. six votes. Sure. Because the whole it was a number, it was a it was a time game, yeah. right? So the the judge in air quotes said, Why do you want to recount it? Your guy picked up votes. <laughs> and I said, uh, excuse me, how about the integrity of the voting <laughs> of the election? Nobody cares about that. Nobody on, cared, cared about what, that, what right? What country are you living in? Nobody so, cares about anyway, that. Anyway, that was my hanging uh, Chad story, but there are many, many more stories right. in Florida. Last one is, this is 2015. It's not the it's, last one. I got one. Uh, uh, this is apropos for, for- 2015? 2015, on this day. No clue. We represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. Uh, the landmark so 2015 really? UN conference in Paris 
as 195 countries agreed to limit greenhouse gas emissions. Conference of the Party. The Accord 20. effectively replaced the Kyoto Protocol. This is your weekly reminder that none of this stuff has worked. 2015. To see you know. 2015, that bill passed. Yeah. Or that, that pact, which was never submitted, by the way, to the Senate. Why would it? What difference does it make? None Even of it's ever it worked. A treaty. All right. Is it my turn? Can I have one? Can yeah, I have this, you got it. This date in history, I think it was 1531. Might have been, might have been later than that. Might have been as late as 1541. Uh, There's only one right answer here. Don't screw it up. The city of St. Augustine was founded Not even by close. Pedro Menendez. Not even close. Pedro Menendez? What, was he later played second base for the Red Sox? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It was in Mexico. Uh, the Guadalupe? Correct. Juan, Juan, what was his name? Johnny Chicken. I can't remember. The, the Indian. Guy. Juan, Juan, yeah, Juan, Juan Diego. Juan Diego. Juan Diego. Just found... Mary in the on the mountain. Correct. Right? Yeah, and she said, "Hey, go do this." And That's right. Very cool. December twelfth. It's our feast day. All right. Yeah. There we go. Did You're you welcome. go to mass today? No. No. Okay. No, I was, I've been too busy with the silly. You and Fauci, right? Get into uh, we'll that. Get into oh, we'll get into that. All right. Uh, so, okay, I'm gonna set this segment up with this clip. Ready? And caught on camera at a local construction company in L.A.'s Glassell Park. Several thieves are involved, and tonight that owner tells us he's frustrated. This whole strip has been broken to. Our neighbors have broken to four times. These guys just got broken to two months ago. What are we supposed to do? We're a small construction company. Ryan Bagley, the latest victim on this Glassell Park street, to get burglarized by several thieves, so many, it's hard to count. As you watch them file into and out of Bagley's business, Delta Construction and Electric. You are currently being recorded. Inside, they took whatever they could carry, including music equipment. Bagley and his brother, former band members, stored inside. His business now boarded up, and Bagley is fed up with the break-ins and elected officials. I voted for Karen Bass. I voted for Biden. I voted for Gavin Newsom. I'm sick of it. It's like at some point you have to give me a reason to vote for you again. Or just do our jobs, make a living, help our employees make a good living, and move on. But it's really freaking difficult to survive. All right. So earlier this week, Wall Street Journal, Trump takes 2024 lead as Biden approval hits new low. Wall Street Journal poll finds uh, President Biden's political standing is at its weakest point of his presidency. Voters giving him the lowest job performance marks and favoring Trump for the first time in a head-to-head test. Biden lags Trump by four percentage points, 47-43, on a hypothetical ballot with only those two candidates. Trump's lead expands to six points when five potential third-party and independent candidates are added to the mix. Um, Only 23% of voters say Biden's policies have helped them personally, while 53% say they have been hurt by the president's agenda. By contrast, about half the voters say Trump's policies when he was president helped them personally, more than the 37% who say they were hurt. Um, It goes on and on and on. It was, uh, let's see, Fabrizio and you know who Michael Bochian is? Democrat pollster. I don't think I've run across. So bipartisan pollster. Uh, the only issue that Trump wins on in this survey is abortion. That obviously Biden, that forty-four. Biden, that Biden, Biden sorry, forty-four thirty-three yeah. on every other issue, issue by issue. Yep. Trump's basically trouncing Biden in the one-on-one. So this is Wall Street Journal's recent 
recent survey. 1,500 registered voters, not likely. What gives with people? November 29th through December 4th. Yo. There's a lot of data that, you know, we're, we're last week when I checked, there were 91. We had 91 um, surveys that had Trump out in front. Uh, I think only, I want to say 91 in a row. It was 91 out of the last 95, some ridiculous number. The reason why that's interesting to me is because in 2016, um, there were only about, only about 20% of the surveys had Trump ahead at any point in the campaign, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if all you know is the surveys, you're you, either people are more willing to say they're going to vote for him, or more people are going to vote for him at the moment. Yeah, it could change. Now there are so many. Uh, there are a lot of things currents that are running against a lot of President Trump. And by the way, we've pointed this out. He's in a bunker too. Let's hope so. Right. I mean, he's not talking either. I mean, I would I would almost venture to guess that both of those dudes will agree not to debate. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to debate. Are you crazy? Right. But like, I mean, each of them talk to their base, stay in their holes, don't, you know, expose themselves yeah. to the electorate on, on, uh, and, on a totally. sort of extended basis. Right. Because like you said, at some point, it's, they're both going to be, yeah, you know. It's not going it, to, it, it, under no circumstances can talking help either one of these guys. Right. I mean, I just, I don't know how to say it nicer than that. As long as you remain like an abstraction, you're probably okay. The second you become like somebody, you're probably in trouble. I mean, 65 years. Well, if you think trillions about, and billions, zillion, gazillion right. I mean, dollars. As, you know, as long as, as long as President Biden re remains the abstraction of the good old time Democratic politician, he's fine. But when he opens his mouth and he's like, okay, that guy can't be president. And, and. President Trump gets to be the same way as long as he's an abstraction that, you know, rugged individual, making America UFCs, great. Yeah, you know, fighting, yeah. As long as he's going doing to the it, wrestling matches. But as soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, yeah, I think I remember why I had some yeah. reservations about this. Dude. And also, a lot of these Dems are going to go home, right? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. They're going to come home. Of course. Just, this, they've made him such a devil. Yeah. Right. Trump, that is. So. I, I, you know, we're, and we got, and we still have the third party wash over, right? We don't know what that's going to look like at the end of the day. Yeah. But, All right. but, uh, but if I'm, if I'm team Biden, I'm starting to think this is a, this is a concerning trend. You don't want to go into your election year like losing all these surveys. It's just not good. All right. Well, more to come on that for sure. We're what now? 30, how many days out now from Iowa? Uh, January 15th. So what is it? 30, 33, 33 days, days, something like that. Yep. All right. Uh, next segment is, I'm going to play this setup clip here from Biden economic advisor. I'm going to butcher her first name, Lael Brainerd. Brainerd, yeah. Lael Brainerd. Yeah. I think uh, housing uh, costs are still unaffordable for so many Americans. Uh, rent uh, is still too high. It is coming down, as you said, uh, but it's still very unaffordable for many Americans. Uh, and for first-time home buyers, um, it is still uh, a very um, challenging picture. So we're working hard on that. So, okay, so just for some numbers, rent is up 18.6%. It's a lot. Home ownership is considered "quote unquote" unaffordable in ninety nine percent of the country. Home home buyers' money goes about as half as far as it did at the end of twenty twenty. This is from the Wall Street Journal on December eleventh, 
Math for buying a home no longer works. What does it take to buy a home in the U.S.? A lot more than it did before the Federal Reserve raved, ra raised interest rates. It's now less affordable than at any time in history to buy a home. Home prices aren't expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. The Federal Reserve, which started raising rates aggressively early last year to curb inflation, hasn't shown much interest in cutting them. Rates slipped to about 7% last week, the lowest in several months, but are still more than double what they were two years ago. Home sales are falling, but prices are still rising. There isn't enough homes to go around. And the national medium existing home price rose to about $392,000 in October, the highest ever for that month and data that goes back to 1999. Wow. It's a lot. 400 grand. It's a lot. 40,000 for a car. Yeah, four hundred grand for a house. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a concern. I mean, whatever, it's bad. So we need to build more housing units. I, I don't understand why this why the market's not responding to it. I assume it has something to do with the interest rates. Yeah, because it's hard for everyone to get capital, right? Yeah, which so. means nobody's building houses. But you know, eventually you got to replenish your housing stock. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it, dude. Bidenomics. Well, shut up, man. You know, we're, we spent a billion, three hundred trillion, million, <laughs> zillion, gazillion in 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 infrastructure. It's infrastructure. Well, speaking decade. of big spenders, it's infrastructure decade, Tom. Speaking of big spenders, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Wall Street. I'm sorry. New York Times. What's the Op-ed by. Gentleman named William Gates. Have you heard of William Gates? Bill Gates? No, yeah. Yeah. Him. How I invest my money in a warming world. Well, I assume he gives it to guys like uh, that guy who killed himself, right? Epstein, didn't he? And then <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Is that not is that not did he not? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Okay. And yeah. that guy did not kill himself? Did he not kill himself? I, that's what I was told. That's what I was told. I believe everything I hear. What's that guy's first name? Richard? Robert? Johnny? Richard Epstein. Richard Epstein. <laughs> Wasn't he the Beatles <laughs> guy? <laughs> the manager? Yeah, wow, whatever. Juan? Oh, that's right. Julian? Right. What the hell is this guy's name? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Oh, good old Jeffrey. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein's enabler. Go ahead. All right. Well, I just want you to. I want to share how some did, of the things. How does he that, invest his let's money? Let's start in a with warming world. <clears throat> yes. What rich individuals like me can do to help? Oh boy. Wealthy. He doesn't investors, really start to sense that. Yes, it does. Oh, come on. Wealthy investors have the capital to take risks, and indeed should be taking more of them. Boy. They should be investing in companies that are developing transformative green solutions. Okay. All right. Here's here's the doozy. However. Yeah. Since the beginning. What what part is he missing in, in his desire to phase out fossil fuels? I don't know. Maybe Since the beginning of the century, the number of children around the world dying every year have been cut in half. Yeah. This progress was in part the result of governments, companies, and nonprofit organizations working together to solve the problem, prioritizing innovations in science and policy to bring down the cost of life-saving vaccines that made it possible to protect far more children. Wow. 
The same government that how many chips have they built with the chips act? That's a hell of a long way around the barn there, buddy. If what you mean to say is vaccines became cheaper and more readily available, great, say that. But you know who that's all about? Fossil fuel. Well, it's all about the pharmaceuticals, and nobody ever wants to give those guys credit for anything. Right. It has nothing to do with governments or any right. other hoorah. And most or of those products profits. are derived from yeah. and the refrigeration required for them. It's all and the electricity required to run the refrigerator. None of that had anything to do with the stuff that Bill Gates wants to eliminate. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why the rich people get executed in the revolutions <laughs> first. <laughs> Here's another one. You ready? Wealthy, very wealthy individuals, not just wealthy, not just very wealthy, wealthy, very individuals, wealthy individuals, individuals, should also be making changes to their lifestyles. Oh, boy. To bring their emissions closer to zero. I agree. They should stop flying off to pervy islands. Oh, no, no. If you fly in a private jet. If you fly. As I do. Yes. God, this is going to be good. Let you me can guess. afford All the sets. extra All cost sets. of sustainable aviation fuel made from low carbon crops and waste. So much like the king, King Charles, who fuels his Austin Martin with wine and cheese byproducts, Bill Gates is taking care of business by paying extra for a sustainable aviation fuel. He's doing his part. Guys, you know, sometimes I just hate the modern world. I just hate it. Isn't it? You just have to something? listen to this nonsense. You know, at least at least before the French Revolution, when the world was normal, the rich guys would just get up and say, you know what, I'm rich and you're not, and that's fine. That's the way God set it up. I'm going to treat you okay. Um, you know, we're all going to live our lives. But to have to listen to these people justify themselves makes me ill. Well, speaking of these people, yes. one more quick clip. No, Alex, fire it up. Go ahead. It's the only choice for somebody like me. The time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. <laughs> Special envoy Kerry. He's working to win the battle of climate change, and he's having as much success as he had in 2015. I was <laughs> say, he was part of the Obama administration. I wasn't going to go there. I was gonna, oh, okay. He, was, he has as much success winning this battle as he did battling the Viet Cong in the Mekong Delta. Ouch! You're on fire tonight. We just, you know, we have, we have ourselves. Christmas party to this. We season. have ourselves an elite. We started drinking, by the way. We're doing 12 year old. I have right almost right no now. scotch at all. We, we, we have an elite in this country that is completely insufferable. Hmm. They have done nothing with their lives except you know, make money. I, They've I lost their wars. The governments they run are terrible. And we have to listen to this nonsense. I couldn't constantly. agree with you more. And I'm like, I aspire to be a wealthy person, right? Like, I think it's fine. I think it's great. I, 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 but man, I'm starting to turn into a like a Trotsky. Me or too. Something. I don't know. Me too. And that's dangerous, right? Because seriously, once once you get guys like me and you who are like, you know what? I'm not saying I'm gonna run the guillotine, but I ain't getting in the way. <laughs> that's a that's a problem if you happen to be the royalty, right? Because you you, know, you yeah. need well, us. Well, it's the only choice for someone like me, Mike. Like and, and and that's the thread between him and Gates. It's uh, watch me justify. These decisions that are completely contrary to what I'm telling you to do. Or, or, or Jeff, I moved to Miami to, to take care of my parents from Seattle. Jeff Bezos. Just about the time that I'm you know, setting up my estate plan. I, you know, at least Bezos doesn't sit there and explain to you that I'm not actually doing it to avoid taxes. He, he's like, yeah, I'm doing it to avoid taxes. I, you know, it's just like, well, but, in, but he also like 
threw, you know, gave Van Jones a hundred million dollars. So oh, that, he's a know, terrible were, person. Yeah. But at least you don't have to listen to him. Like, <laughs> at least you don't have to listen to his nonsense. You're just like, all right, you're a communist or communist adjacent. Okay, I'm good with that because you're good with it. I'm good with it. Just don't make me like say that you're not communist adjacent. That's all. All right, you want me? You want to talk baseball? Yeah, always. You want to talk? University anti-Semitism Always. or EVs? Which one you want to start with? I want to talk about anti-Semitism in baseball. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not aware how much of that exists these days. Uh, it's possible, but I'm not hearing much about it. All right, like whichever you want. I'll, all right, let's I, do. I, let's I'll get let's bang order. out the EV deal. Really? We're going to take them in reverse order. Yeah. Okay. Four. This is from CNBC, which I love CNBC, by the way. I think they're straight up. To the point, they have the three they have, key points. They have they have the advantage in their articles, they right? Have, they have the advantage of actually being like the reportage is is good. And I like that Sullivan dude. I think he's good. Sullivan, Brian Sullivan is. That oh yeah, Brian Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got good hair too. Yeah, and that's important. It is for especially for someone who hasn't had any for the better part of the last two decades. Do you but. know? Do you know a, a nice lady from from France told me last week that I had a, I had nice hair. I'm like this. I'm like, maybe I should move to France. Maybe I should be a step up. I don't think you'd survive in France for very long. Me neither. Yeah. But but in a world in which this is good hair, who knows? Go ahead. <clears throat> Ford cuts plan 2024 production of, drum roll please, all electric F-150 Lightning in half. Tom, Tom. Ford Motor Company hey, can I just will stop cut you for planned second? production of its all electric F-150 Lightning pickup, pickup. It marks a major reversal after the automaker significantly increased plant capacity for the EV in 2023. Okay, that can't be right. That must be a wrong story. By the way, I would just point out to you that um, about uh, two or three months ago on this here podcast, I'm sorry, were you going to read some more from that story? I'll read more. Oh, go ahead. No. I was just going to point out on this here podcast, um, we may have said that this is what was going to happen because this has now become a religious item and it's it's are you with us? Or are you against us? And there's literally no one who's going to buy a Ford F-150 who's going to be against us. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to give numbers. Lay it on. Uh, the new brother. production plan calls for an average volume of around 1,600 lightnings a week at Ford's Rouge Electric Rouge. Vehicle Center in yeah. Dearborn starting in January. This uh, is a drop of the roughly recently planned 3,200 vehicles on average per week. And yeah. here's the money quote. You yeah. ready? Yeah. Ford executives have recently said the automaker will match production to demand as the company cancels or postpones 12 billion in upcoming okay. EV investments. Okay. $12 billion. Okay, stop. Let me stop. finish. No, 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 no. There, there I want was you to a stop. memo. No. Just, just let me finish. The memo says, the, the memo cited, quote, unquote, changing market demand yeah. for the cuts. That's the money line. Yeah, no, no, that isn't. No, it isn't. Yes, it you, is. No, it isn't. You've, it got, is. you've gotten it wrong. Nope. No, it isn't. Go back and read the first, go back and read the sentence again very slowly, and I'll tell you when to stop. Ford executives have recently said the automaker will match production to demand. Stop. That's it. That's, That's it. And, and we're both right because I what I was going to say is there was never that much market demand. demand. Exactly. And, there was never and, and the funny, that much market demand. And the demand. funny thing about never. that. Never. The funny thing about that sentence is that like it appears to be news. Like I'm like, right. like, dude, 
that's what companies do. They match supply to demand and they sell at a profit. That's so, that's you dumb dumbs. That's how the world works. So here's what's been going on. If you look at the arc here, uh, Chairman Toyota from Toyota had the responsive responsive was the responsible person who started this, right? I think he lost his CEO status. I'm pretty as confident a he started off by saying, "Are you sure we lost to these guys?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you saw this. You see now it's safe to go in the water. Yes, right. I agree with that. The Toyota it's safe guys, to go in the water. I agree with that Everyone is now right sizing their oh. production based on anticipated real demand. And I even argue that's too many F-150s well, because I don't think there's going to be that many agree. that are going to be purchased. I agree. I would also say this, right? Um, we're, we're, we are edging into the middle part of this story. And I don't know how exactly it's going to end, but I know this now. I know the automakers are starting to understand the nature of the risk like in its, in its entirety. And I don't know how it's going to end, but I get the feeling it's going to be bloody and there's going to be a lot of mayhem. And also, I think the automakers should probably start thinking about hiring some talented lobbyists on, a, on the American side. And or they should encourage uh, – they should produce – provide some investment to worthwhile causes like the Save Our exactly. Cars Coalition. Exactly. Of which the American so let's review is a founding member. So let's review, and I know there are guys at GM and Ford and Toyota who listen to this. So give um, us a call, exactly. It's, but more importantly, you know what? You really just skip the call, just ship the cash over here. Well, I got to give them the wait. I got to give them the Why? wire information. Uh, true. So, yeah, yeah. so they do have. To okay, so call first, then cash. Go ahead. All right. Um, <laughs> Probably going to wind up getting sued. <laughs> So I can't tell you where I got this information nor who shared it with me, but but the 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 best case scenario uh -oh. for these guys is fifty percent new new car purchases by the arbitrary deadlines that that the Biden administration picked instead of sixty seven. Okay. Yeah. Best best case, everything, best case. all the cards have to line up. With all these announcements of cuts in investments in EVs, yeah, there's no, no way, way that number is going to be anywhere near 50% yeah. in seven years. Yeah. And the question is, is how do all these Gavins and Bidens and and Ann Carlson's of the world, how do they get out of this box that they put themselves in? Yeah. Because it ain't going to happen. I think that's right. That, that and, that's, and that's what I mean when I say, what does the end game here look like? How How is it... How are they? How are the folks who want to who want to limit the number of automobiles on the road? Period. Right? They just want to get rid yep, of cars. That's, what the, that's the master plan, that's of the, course. How do they declare victory five or six or seven years from now? I because, don't. I don't. Know. There will be more EVs on the road. That's right. There'll there be, will be more. There'll be more. But you know what? They're not going to be that much more. And, and if and if President Trump really does become President Trump again. We're going to go back and do domestic content again, and foreign entities of concern, and all this the waiver is going to be denied. That's right. All, all this, all this stuff. stuff is going to start to shrink. The up whipsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. All right, I'm done with EVs unless you've got anything. No, I think it's good. Right, let's do. I just, I, we're matching, we're matching demand with with production. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so absurd. I'm like, what? What a shocker. Yeah. Go ahead. Baseball. Two quick things. One, Yankees, six right-handed pitchers, of oh, which one was an established, very good pitcher, five prospects for two outfielders, 
Verdugo, who one of my good friends, uh, who's a Red diehard Red Sox fan, says he was his favorite guy, and he even almost insinuated the term gamer. No. And Juan Soto on a one-year rental. Was it worth it? No, of course not. The, the, look, the Yankees, the Yankees are lost at sea. They're as hopelessly adrift as the, um, the guys who would destroy our automobile manufacturing capabilities. They're, they're terrible. They're awful in, in a slightly more justifiable and just world. Brian Cashman would have to walk around and scribe for Bill Gates for the rest of his life. Brian Cashman, I can't even listen to his voice anymore. Just want to sock him in the so, face. That's Bill. Uh, that was uh, the debates with William Buckley. Yeah, I want to sock Gore him. Gore Vidal. In, yeah, <laughs> I'll sock you in your blank, blank face. I just, I want to sock him <laughs> in the mouth every time. I'm, I'm just like, look, you know what? And and this is the truth. It's okay to be terrible at stuff. It really is. Can't be good at everything. So, Greatest brain surgeons in the world can't do everything. But you know what? What's not what's not conscionable is for you just keep doing it instead of saying, you know what? Obviously, I'm no good at this. Yeah. I got to quit. So what's going to happen is, is oh. that we're going to watch Juan Soto, who is arguably has one of the best swings in baseball, but have no idea what his clubhouse presence is. One, two, one-year rental. So once again, the Yankees traded pitching disaster. for batting. Disaster. And the good news is the two we'll Yankees. will watch for a year. They'll make the playoffs. They won't be able to win it. The win good news is, is that two Yankee pitchers did, in fact, win the World Series this year. So that's good. Right. Okay, so we're in agreement. I'm disappointed. I think Juan Soto's intriguing. Now, wild card, what if they get this Japanese pitcher, dude? Um, Yamamoto. Who? I think his name is Yamamoto. Yamamoto, the guy who the guy who the battleship was named after. <laughs> I dated a girl in high school named Valerie Yamamoto. <laughs> she was very attractive. Um, I'm sure, she's a doctor I'm sure you only dated attractive people because you're such a handsome devil. Not really, but I have so. good hair. I'm told. Um, look, long story short is not not to wander off here. Long story short is um, the Yankees continue to be completely and utterly lost, and will spend the next ten years wandering around until. Until eventually the franchise will start to lose value and somebody will buy it from the Steinbrenners. And then wow, we might have a fighting chance. It's the only way it's going to happen. Because yeah, be. the, current, the current guys, the current Steinbrenners have all the deficiencies of the yeah. idiot children of the rich, yeah. right? Uh, you're just going to say you're going to talk about the inherited. They didn't, they didn't make the yeah. money. They have no idea how to make the money. So they're going to ride and, this thing know, as long as they can. forget about uh, the boss. He was – he wanted to buy the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. They wouldn't let him. Because <laughs> they knew him really well, <laughs> right? But like, I mean, if you think they, about they it. knew him in Cleveland, they didn't want him around, and he stumbled onto the Yankees. Uh, and look what he did with the Yankees. Maybe they, he I, bought I, them from from CV, CBS. They were a worthless brand it, at that point. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference is. I mean, the important thing is not the difference. The important thing is, is that the boss took about four or five years to figure out how to be an owner, and then. Once he figured that out, it was the it was boss did out. more for the players sure. than anybody, any owner, I would argue in baseball it, history. It, if if the Indians had if the Indians had had gotten bought by Steinbrenner, they would have won six That's world right. championships, right. and everybody uh, would have talk about that. One more baseball, Hillary, and then you can fast forward, and we'll yeah, be done. Seriously, Shohei Otani, yeah, a Dodger, which by the way is a delicious Japanese dish. Ten years. Uh -oh. 
$700 million, sure. the largest contract in the history of sports. Really? Yeah, that's true. He's got bigger, bigger, it's bigger uh, than the whole payroll of like eight major league teams. He will not be pitching next year because of his in, nursing, his, his injuries. Uh, he'll be DHing. Um, so, you know about the contract, right? It's uh, 10 years. It's It takes him to 35, right? You're 35? $2 million is the total outlay. For the ten years, the remaining oh, this is deferred is all deferred. Yeah, that makes deferred sense. Deferred compensation. The owners are pissed because the Dodgers now have a lot more money. Yeah, that they can go out and spend and buy more players because yeah. of the deal that was structured. Well, and Otani was largely behind it. Well, it makes perfect sense, right? I assume he's going to want to go back to Japan or go to Florida and realize all that money without taxes. Exactly. Even sure. though he'll be losing. Money on the money because well, you can't you can't make that kind of money in California. They take it all right. From but you. here's the deal: he's expected to make fifty million dollars next year in endorsements. Sure, I was going to say he cares about the endorsements, so he could care less about the money. It's a, it's a it's a loss leader for him in a way. It's insane. Yeah. The guy is brilliant. Well, in all fairness, Bobby Bonilla is brilliant. Or do, Bobby do, Bo- is, is he still getting paid? He by is, the way, he is one point one one point one point. <laughs> $1.19 million every, I think, July 1st. But his agent was the first guy to, like, do this. Yeah. And it was genius. And you know what? Everybody should— This ev- is a loophole, the collective, uh, because sure. the unions didn't, didn't Union? close uh, this loophole. You know, the unions didn't figure that people were going to try to arbitrage off California's tax yeah. rights, right? The, the, here's the important thing for actual fans. He's going to be a bust. Well, we'll see. He's going to be – as soon as he Let's starts see. playing where people watch, he's going to be a bust. Let me ask you a question. Name me the most successful um, Asian-American uh, – Asian uh, ball player. Hideki, I would say, maybe. And he was a bust. He had two good seasons and I was at – Yeah, I don't know. They can't – I don't know how to say this. I, I can dig through the numbers, but I Who? mean Ichiro was pretty damn good. I agree with Ichiro you Ichiro came at the end of his career, never won a championship, and was a completely satisfactory banjo hitter. Yeah, well, I don't know. So, so far, Otani this guy's has, this guy's gonna be expected to carry a team. So far, he's got pretty impressive stats on both ends. On it's because he on plays the for the Angels. Who the hell cares? So, we'll see how it plays out. But he's a, a Dodger for life, ten years. Yeah, seriously, they can't trade him now, right? Right? They own him. So, <laughs> hadn't thought about that part of it. Go ahead. Now, All right, baseball, I'm done with sports. We talked a little football. Sorry about your Lions. I think it's I, great. The Bears are I don't the Bears understand. Rule. Like, they can be so good and so bad, dude. They're going to blow the division. Of course they're going to blow the division. <laughs> are you drunk? Did you have some other expectation? Wait a minute. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a quick question? Who here predicted that the Lions were not going to win anything this year? You probably did. I did. You know I, mean, I did. I like I the Lions. I the Bills to win. They're barely going to make the playoffs. I like the Lions, but they have a flavor of the Mets. Yeah. A little a little Sousson of the Mets. A little Frisson <laughs> like the Mets. A little Sousson. We got some Croissant and macaroons. <laughs> and... All right. Harvard. Let me ask you a question. In what other podcast? In what other, in what other podcast do you get baseball and French? Go. Harvard you, and Penn. Somebody said to me. She won't last the weekend. Who was that? I don't know. Who Some was? guy named Mike McKenna. You <laughs> Penn, how rich alumni ousted Penn's Liz McGill. Oh boy. Powerful donors clashed with the Ivy League school's leader over anti-Semitism on campus. 
for weeks before her congressional testimony. Wall Street Journal breaks it down. Bottom line, gone. She gone. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is, of course, the disease continues, right? It changes nothing. The board of trustees is still full of, like, various random communists. The departments are still run by Marxists. The university administrators are all still bureaucrats. It literally changes nothing. But everyone feels better because we bagged somebody. Yay! Well, meanwhile, Harvard, Harvard is holding firm. Keep, that is the sound of revelry. For our party, we gotta hurry up. We don't gotta hurry. Door. What? Don't let us it's play too loud. It's not. Can you hear it? It's nice background music, isn't All it? All right, go ahead. Meanwhile, this is from the New York Post. Harvard expected, and it was confirmed today, that Claudine Gay will remain president of Harvard, despite a reported one billion dollar loss over anti-Semitism scandal. Yeah, you know the thing about it is, all that money is going to come back in eventually. You know why? Because these guys have nowhere else to give their money to. It's like an emotional thing with them, right? They're like, I've got to give my $100 million bucks, and I've got to make it that hall named after me and all this other stuff. And the, the, um, like the reality of Harvard is it's a completely ego-driven thing, right? And in Penn, it's also like how big is your, how big is your, uh, um, your appendage, right? You got guys like Elon Musk out of Penn who are like kajillionaires, Trump, all these guys are kajillionaires. It, it's literally the only place in America where you can really keep score if you're a rich so, guy. So the billionaire hedge fund manager, Bill Ackman, has who, who, been by the very, way, by the way, very active on let, this issue. By the Harvard. way, let's review, let's review Bill Ackman for a second. Bill didn't go to Penn. He's a Harvard kid. I don't know why he's in the middle of this Penn thing. No, he's in the middle of the Harvard thing. Right, fine. You know what? I don't care if the Harvard guys yeah. eat each other. But Ackman, Ackman— He's been told now by two reporters that one of the factors that made it challenging for the Harvard board to fire— Gay was that they were concerned it would look like they were kowtowing to me, said Ackerman. I agree with that. Criticism and calls for action. Okay, so she botched it just as bad as the other one. Of course she did. And it's still about the Benjamins, but they're holding on to her. And here's my thing plagiarism is somehow cool at Harvard. Do you hear about her? Her doctorate, her thesis was largely lifted. Word for word from somebody else. Have you ever read? Have you ever spent any time reading people's doctoral theses? No, of course not. They're they're incredibly similar and they're incredibly lifelike. They're like animatronic versions of human beings, right? They're, they, they're, there's very little that like to add to the scholarship of any particular thing. It's just a, it's a it's a um, what's the word? It's a ticket that gets punched, right? Anyway, long story short is. The only thing that bothers me about all this is, is that these universities have spent the last 35 years, 40 years, 50 years now doing their level best to stomp out free speech. And now they want to be defenders of free speech. Now they want it's to get into it. selective free speech. Of course speech. it is. It's of always course been it is. selective free speech. You know, That's the issue. What, what, um, look, I feel bad for President McGill. She kind of deserved it. I feel bad for President Gay. She deserved it. I think Elise Stefanik is. I'm very concerned that the Republicans are getting into this victimization and cancel stuff. This is not healthy. No, it was it was the it was the inevitable path, right? It was the inevitable path. I guess. 
I guess. You, you know, I'm not you, saying I, I No, no, what you're I, saying. I condone it either. I, I know. It, it, you, you could do something different. You could say, hey, great. Now we all agree free speech is important. Yeah. Get rid of your conduct codes. Right. Because yeah. the conduct codes are- Get rid are of point. your DEI garbage. Right. Get rid of your DEI right. garbage. Now, right. now would have been a moment where the Republicans could- Instead, we want scalps. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And thank you for thank you for summarizing that. That's yeah. what I've been trying to think of in my yeah. head for last week. All right. Um, we're, we're not done, by the way, with this stuff. There's going to be res- there's going to be more resignations. All right. So I was doing my research and Good. I came across this clip and I played it for you, which I, in hindsight, probably should not have because <laughs> we are getting deep into our party. But play the clip and then you get your rant in. We'll talk Ukraine and then we will wrap. There's the Aldrin Chapel where Chris and I were That's where you were married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you still go there? Do you no. Still, you don't practice no, anymore, do you? I don't, no. Why? Ah, a number of complicated reasons. Go on, we have a whole corridor. <laughs> I, first of all, I, I think my own personal ethics on life are, I think, enough to keep me going on the right path. And I think that the, there are enough negative aspects about the organizational church mm-hmm. uh, that you are very well aware of. I, I'm not against it. I identify myself as a Catholic. I was raised, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I was married in the church. My children were baptized in the church. But as far as practicing it, it seems almost like a pro forma thing that I don't really need to do. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I suppose it's a natural I mean, conclusion, I'm right? More, I'm fif- in my 50s. I'm hitting more holy days of obligation than I have in the past, yeah, right? Um, I'm trying to make up for a little lost time here, dude. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I said that when I first heard it. I'm like, 85 is an interesting moment to decide, like, yeah, I'm going to come out against God. Um, my morals are sufficient for me, for me. It, it is for a you, for me. It, it is a it is a small peek into the mentality that lets a man um, do what he did, which is essentially guide a president to President do, Trump to President Trump to do an enormous amount of damage to a country um, with maybe some good attached to it, maybe not. Right, the, the, the jury's still out on whether total deaths are going to be higher, lower, or the same over a five-year average. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you saw the debate between Governor Gavin and 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 Governor DeSantis, the, the public's already made up its mind. Right. G- Gavin Newsom was like, "We're open. We were open. We were open," which tells you everybody's like, you know, understands what's going on. I, I'm. But I'm saying the numbers were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was. Similar. I was shocked. In fact, Phil Kirpin says across the board, across the world, it no didn't matter what someone did, did it didn't really matter. Didn't matter, much, right? Yeah, you were going to have the number of deaths, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I, which I tend to agree with. It, um, I have never quite heard um, so much thoughtful hubris in my life in, in, in like one thirty-second like thing. Because usually you get hubris like I am a golden god, you know. There's no god, and I hate everybody who says there is. He was like, eh, there might be a God, but you know what? I don't care because I'm a God myself. I'm comfortable with my... I'm comfortable with my Godhood. With my Godhood. And, I mean, he might as well just said, look, yeah. I'm comfortable being God. <laughs> Let's keep moving. <laughs> oh, we're going to get funny We're going to get we're sued. We're not so sad. We're either getting sued or shot after this thing. All right. I got, I got some... 
I got a couple quick clips from Senator Chris Murphy. Actually, one long clip. Yo. Fire it up, Alex. Republicans would argue, many of them, they're not calling to completely shut down the border, but as you say, to make it tougher to get through. If you look at the poll numbers, the latest Wall Street Journal poll shows a whopping 64% of people disapprove of President Biden's handling of the border. Does that add pressure on you, on Democrats, to get something done here? Well, listen, I'm not paying attention to the politics here. What I know is that the future of the world is at stake. If we fail, if Republicans don't get reasonable in the next 24 to 48 hours, um, Russia is going to march into Ukraine. China is going to be given a green light to invade Taiwan. The world for my children is fundamentally different under that scenario. I think this is one of the most dangerous moments that I've ever faced in American politics, and I wish Republicans weren't holding Israel aid and aid to Ukraine hostage to the resolution of immigration. So Chris Murphy, uh, in two breaths, said Republicans are playing this is the most disastrous thing that they could possibly want, border protection before putting the lives of Ukrainians and and the rest of the world at risk. And then he's not getting into politics, though. He's not getting into politics. You, you know what strikes me about this? What struck me about this whole conversation, Ukraine, Israel, the border, is that Ukraine is essentially dropped out of the conversation in America. Like, there's not, like, these offices on the Hill. I, asked, I spent some time on the Hill, like, last week Come asking about it. didn't even show up. That's right. The, these offices on the Hill are yeah. not getting barraged with phone calls. I think everybody is just like, okay, it's time to make some kind of deal in Ukraine. And the other thing is, I think Americans really care about border security. And so we did this survey, right, which we're going to talk about the next week. We did this survey. You ask people the most important issue. Ukraine doesn't show up at yeah. all. Immigration shows up as we one of the top three. Open-ended. So. Open-ended. Right. And, and it – that's been the most remarkable thing that's happened in the last 10 days is that Ukraine has just like dropped off the map. Yeah. It's just like Americans don't even care about it anymore. Yeah. The other thing is, is I saw this piece in Politico this morning and it just pissed me off. Wait I'm a sorry. minute. It's all like a rundown of Zelensky's visit, what he needs to accomplish and who he's going to meet and who's not going to show Why? This, he's, a, he's a pretty good lobbyist, man. I mean, of course he is. But listen to this quote. It's just this is what annoys me. Yeah. He has over the last two years. Oh, sorry. Let me, just, let me back up. Zelensky, we're told, this is Politico. We're told. Is not walking into the situation blindly. He has over the last two years gotten quite a good sense of American politics, quote unquote. A person familiar with the president's thinking said late last night, speaking anonymously in order to review the visit, the visiting president's thinking. Yeah. And he's asked for for very intensive briefings on what is happening now. The person added that Zelensky knows enough not to take any particular position on border policy. What the hell is this? Is this reporting now? Sure. Look, I have to be honest. Who's the person? Who knows? Person familiar with the president's thinking. Probably somebody walking him around town. Speaking anonymously in order to review the president's thinking. I will say this. That's literally not good writing. I will say this. I think when this Ukraine thing's over, he's going to make a hell of a vice senior vice president or vice president or maybe even a partner over BGR or Rand or Squire Patton Blogs. <laughs> or like he's a good he, or, or North of Grumman. No, no, no. I think he's. Like I think that. he's. I think he's going to be a good contract hitter lobbyist. I think he's not like he's not going to be top tier, but he's going to be right below the top tier. He's good. That's all I had to say about that. It's his career. Announced a couple hundred more million and 
reprogram defense dollars. Yeehaw! And um, I, you know the fun the, the thing I like. Okay, all kidding aside about Ukraine, the thing I don't understand is everyone's like, if we don't give him a bunch of money, Vladimir Putin is gonna is gonna cut through, all over. Is Ukraine. gonna cut through Europe. I'm like. This dude can't even take three provinces in Ukraine. How the hell is he going to cut well, through we Europe? giving them all that money. Oh, uh, what a bunch of nonsense. It's because the Russians are hopeless like they've always been. <laughs> Come on. All right, that is everything I've, I've got. Any best and finals from you, sir, before we go Any enjoy the party? Any best finals? <sighs> no. I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, even though I know we're going to have a show next week. I don't want to miss it. Well, halfway um, through Advent, so. Halfway through Advent. Keep in mind, uh, next Sunday, it's the third. It's uh, Latari Sunday, right? So put out your your pink candle. Your pink candle go, That's right. Um, Behold. All that Savior other. Is coming. All that other hoorah. Um, and and we, maybe a little, give Fauci a little. A little more spirit. Say, All right. Say, Let's say, close with say, this. Say, say, say a prayer. Say a prayer for the old, poorly educated <laughs> Jesuit. There we go. Let's close with this. An oldie but a goodie. I represent the rent is too damn high party. People are working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week to some a third job. Women can't afford to take care of their children, feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide a roof over your head food on the table and money in your pocket. This is politics as usual. Playing a silly game. It's just not going to happen. The rent too damn high movement, the people I'm here to represent can't afford to pay their rent. They're being laid off right now as I speak. They can't eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Listen, someone's stomach, chilled, child's stomach just growled. Did you hear it? You gotta listen like me. Okay, Let's Mr. talk Nick about Cullen. the issue. Mr. People can't Mr. afford Mr. to Cuomo, pay their rent. 30 seconds for you, sir. I'm not sure he's wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, he was right then, and he's right now. I think that's right. The rent is too damn high. I, I, I have to agree with him. The rent's too high. So is the mortgage. So is the car payment. All right, let's go join our party. Let's get out of here. Episode number 160 is in the books. Namaste. Namaste.